We welcome you to the I Believe in Jesus broadcast. It is so good to be back with you today. We are rejoicing in the Lord as the word of God commands us to, to rejoice and always to be thankful and to be grateful, not always for our circumstances, but for Jesus Christ who loved us enough to give his life. And oh, what a beautiful love story that is. We are so glad that you've tuned in to listen to the word of God today. We are grateful. I believe that we're going to begin a series on advancing in adversity. We know that throughout the the world today, in our day and age, that there is great adversity against the body of Christ. We Christians believe that Jesus Christ is the only begotten Son of the Father, born of a Virgin Mary. He died on Calvary through his blood that he shed as the perfect sacrifice for our sins. We can be born again. We believe that he rose on the third day. We believe that Jesus is soon coming back for his church. He is going to come back on a cloud of glory. The trumpets will blow. The dead in Christ shall rise. And those that are alive on earth shall be caught up in the air with him. That's the rapture. And we are just looking forward to the return of our Lord. But in the meantime, there is much adversity. And we are even told in the word of God, many places, many different texts, especially by Apostle Paul, that in the end times, there will be an increase of wickedness. So we've got some things, church, the children of God, uh, to walk through in our life. And we need to know and understand that Jesus Christ has written many promises in the word of God to help us get through. Amen. We all go through trials and tribulations because Jesus loves us. He is with us and he will never leave us. So adversity is part of our walk, but also is victory. We will always find victory through Jesus Christ during the adversity if we will only stand and believe, if we will only not quit and give up. So many times the adversity is trying, and especially if it lasts a long time, sometimes we think the rivers of life are uncrossable. Sometimes we have that intense feeling come upon us that we need to give up, that we need to quit. And we can't do that, church. Jesus has written the, the word of God. It is alive. It is our source of spiritual life. And there is a promise for every circumstance. So as you listen to this series, uh, we're beginning part one on advancing in adversity. I believe it will show you Jesus Christ as your rock as never before. There are many times that we go through things we don't understand. Jesus wants us to be strong through this. Uh, let's turn, if you have your Bible, to Psalms 91. We all as Christians love that Psalms. The, it says in verse 1, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Doesn't that bring you comfort? Now, that's a promise to those that dwell in the secret place. That means 
those that stay in that constant communion with Jesus Christ. Going to your secret place means that quiet time of prayer where you shut out all the noise of the world and you go off and you be alone with the Lord Jesus and you pour your heart out unto him and you take the word of God with you and and you read it as you pray. You you hear back from God. You not only talk to him, but he talks to you. For those that do that on a daily basis, the Lord promises that he will give you a protection, that you will be spiritually hidden uh, under the wing of the Almighty. In verse 2, it says, I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge, my fortress, my God. In him will I trust. And in adversity, that's where our trust and our faith grows. When the trouble comes, we have to stand upon the promises of God. And this chapter is full of promises to those that constantly, diligently seek the Lord Jesus Christ and have submitted their life and their heart to him and desire to please him, desire to obey him. These promises are for you. In Psalms 91 and 3, it says, He shall cover thee with his feathers and uh, under his wings shalt thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. What an awesome promise that is. He says that he will deliver you. These are rich promises in this whole chapter. And it shows that as we depend on the Lord and as we acknowledge him as our rock, our shield, our refuge, our fortress, our everything, he in turn says he'll take care of us. You know, Jesus can't fail you. He knows what you're going through. Many of you that are listening are in hard trials, hard places, possibly even heartaches that seem beyond possible to get through as a human being. But this is when we as his children recognize that these rich promises were written for us to encourage us to have something to hold on to when we feel like we're not going to make it through. He promises to deliver you. He says in verse 4 here, Another promise. Remember what I just read in verse 4. Let's read it again. Hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying. He will shield you with his wings. Isn't that beautiful? He shall cover thee, it says in the King James, with his feathers. And under his wings shalt thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Isn't that beautiful? Verse 5, you shall not be afraid. You shall not be afraid. You shall not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flies by day. Jesus is saying, when you have your eyes on me, when you're meditating on my promises, fear cannot find you. You will feel secure. Doesn't matter what's going on around you. You're, you're remembering you've abode in the presence of God and you're remembering that he promises that he'll never leave you, that God is for you. He is not against you. He loves you. He's fighting for you. He's praying for you. 
And he is going to keep his promises. He is a promise keeper. If we remain in obedience to God. Now remember, you have to live in obedience to the word of God. And Jesus can do that through you, through the grace that he has distributed to you as his child. His grace is always sufficient. His strength will be made perfect in your weakness if you just turn to him. Amen. A thousand shall fall at your side. A thousand shall fall at your side. Wow, what a promise. A thousand shall fall at your side and ten thousand at thy right hand. But it shall not come near you. Let's back up. That's verse 7. Let's back up to verse 6. Nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday oh my god is good no evil will befall you again it says that in verse 10 look at verse 8 9 and 10 only thine eyes shalt thou behold and see the reward of the wicked in other words you'll see god taking care of your enemies so just put keep your eyes on the author and finisher of your faith jesus christ he's going to get you through Verse 9, because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the most high, thy habitation, there shall no evil, verse 10, befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh your dwelling. What an awesome set of promises to those that are in obedience to God. He will give his angels charge over you to accompany and defend and preserve you in all of your ways. Wow, his angels are there beside us. We're the children of God. He has dispatched angels, guardian angels, ministering angels, warrior angels to have charge over us, to help us, to keep us in all of our ways. Now, we don't worship angels. We recognize that they are, they are in command of God and they do what he tells them to do. They are not our savior. We recognize that they're sent from heaven to help the children of God here on earth, but we do not pray to them. We do not worship them. We are to be grateful that God has sent them, but our prayers don't go to them and we don't worship them and we give Jesus Christ all the praise, all the honor and all the glory. But we thank him that he has in his godly design released angels to keep us, to fight for us in the spiritual realm and to preserve us in all of our ways. Now that's comforting. Amen. In verse 12, they shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against a stone. One day when we're in heaven, we will be able to know and see uh, what all the angels have done for us as we walk this earth under the command of Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior. Uh, it says that in verse 13 that you shall tread upon the lion and the otter. Now you have power through Christ. Amen. You have power to take authority over darkness as you are in obedience to God. When you learn to lean on these promises, you will be developing a holy lifestyle of going to the word of God and claiming the 
promises of God and thanking Jesus for these promises. So learn to lean on God. Learn to lean on the promises of God. All God's promises are conditional. If you will, then he will. Amen. If you will, then he will. As God sees the church turn to the word of God and rejoice and give thanks for these promises and believe what he has spoken, he is pleased because that is having faith in the written word of God and Jesus is a God that cannot lie Jesus is a God that cannot change his word will endure forever so be strong today in the word of God he wants you to read the scriptures he wants you to believe verse 14 in Psalms 91 says because he has set his love upon me therefore will I deliver him I will set him on high because he hath known my name what a powerful powerful statement because he has set his love upon me Jesus is saying because you have you have decided to love him he says i'll deliver you he says i'll set him on high i'll take my children in other words and i'll set him in a safe place spiritually because he hath known my name because you have recognized the name of jesus christ above all names and you have decided to follow him he will deliver you he will keep you and he will Fight those battles for you. He'll give you strength when you have none. He is an awesome God. In verse 15, it says, He shall call upon me, and I will answer him, and I will be with him in trouble. That's adversity. God, Jesus is promising you, I'll be with you in trouble. He's not going to leave you. You know, when you serve the devil, he gets you in trouble, and then he deserts you. He doesn't help you get out of it. He just wants to make it worse. When you serve Jesus, he says, and you get yourself in trouble, I'm going to help you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to deliver you. And I, I, in verse 15 says, I'll not only deliver him, I'll honor him. Wow, you'll find favor in trouble when the enemy comes in like a flood. Isaiah, the great prophet, said the spirit of the Lord would build up a standard against him. So God is going to come. He's going to deliver you. He's going to honor you because you've set your love upon him. So in adversity, remember these promises. Verse 16, with long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. When you learn to lean on these promises, <laughs> you'll begin to feel Oh, the peace of God more. You'll begin to, to know that his promises are are. Oh, glory to God, they're conditional upon the fact that if you will, then he will. If you'll obey, then he'll bring these promises to pass for you. He wants to help you. He wants you to trust him. He wants you to confess the promises. That's a way of expressing your trust. He wants you to, to ask for help when you need it. And he wants you to realize God will not fail. His word will not fail fail it cannot fail Moses wrote this glory to God in Exodus 33 he wanted to know his God 
He wanted to know God. He wanted to have God as his constant companion. That's why when you when you read the story of Moses in Exodus 33, you see a man of God that wanted to know God more than anything else in his whole entire life. He desired to know him. How do you get to know God? How do you allow God to prepare you for the adversity that is going to come your way? How do you do that? You stay in constant communion with him. You make sure first thing in the morning that you're up with the Lord and you sacrificially give yourself in a time of prayer and devotion of reading the word and being alone with God so that when you go out to face your day, these promises that have been written in Psalms 91 will avail for you. God will keep his word as you are obedient to submit yourself to him and run to him because you recognize that you can no longer put any confidence in yourself to make it through the day. We never know what a day holds, but God does. And if we come forth out into prayer in the morning and we acknowledge him we're acknowledging him in all of our ways asking him to direct our paths we will make it through whatever adversity comes our way and we will glorify God in the midst of the trouble all the problems you will ever have are addressed in the Bible there is a circumstance in the Bible that tells you how to get through Glory to God, and that God will be your helper for every situation. Glory to God. M many people believe an untrue statement. Many times people think that the answers are not all in the Bible. They are. You have to go to the Bible, search the Scriptures daily, find those promises, and find those truths that help you get through of the circumstance that you're in. We are forced to walk by faith, are we not? Trusting in the Lord to show us the next step when we're in adversity. What if we can't see the next step? Well, we need to turn to Ephesians 6 and 13. And we need to read what the Lord says there. It says, Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all... To stand, stand therefore, verse 14, having your loins girt about with truth, having on the breastplate of righteousness. That's the word of God in your heart and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. Put the armor of God on in the morning. Go to God and spiritually he will, he will endow you with truth and he will have spiritual strength to get through. Amen. However, those who have suffered now have the opportunity and ability to be used of God to help those who hurt in the same way. They have real compassion for deliverance and victory. Whatever you're going through, Jesus intends to take it, work it together for good to those that are called according to his purpose and for those that love him. Whatever you're walking through, God wants to use for the, for the person that you'll meet along your path path 
that has already is going through the something that you may have gone through last year but you got through and you got the victory you can sit down and encourage them pray for them and tell them the scriptures that you use to help you get through church this is not about us this is about jesus and this is about becoming like jesus so that we can help our brothers and sisters that are struggling to get through if you're having problems well that doesn't make you unspiritual everybody's got problems we have to face it you know and we have to look at problems as possible opportunities for god to solve those problems and show his glory having a problem simply makes you a member of the human race doesn't it the worldly people that don't know jesus christ certainly have problems when you got saved jesus there's no promise in the bible that says you won't have adversity we're teaching on how to make it through adversity but now we have a helper jesus christ because now he is for us as a child of god and he will help us he will give us wisdom he will give us strength he will give us direction to get through those problems some of the most spiritual leaders wrestle with horrendous problems and trials of their faith we need to go back and we need to read life stories of great men and women in the bible they loved god they've gone on before us but their stories cause us to trust god because god got them through those troubles showed and manifested that when they leaned on him he helped them he never turned them away our world our churches our families need people who genuinely care when we are hurting real compassion heartfelt and kind that's what the body of christ should be like is that right in second corinthians 1 3 through 4 we find that it says that we should be able to console the hurting amen listen to these scriptures in second corinthians 1 verses 3 and 4 where apostle paul was speaking hallelujah blessed be god even the father of our lord jesus christ the father of mercies and the god of all comfort who comfort us in all our tribulations that we may be able to comfort them which are in any trouble by the comfort wherewith we ourselves are comforted now paul is saying that we may be able to console to comfort and to encourage those who are in any kind of trouble now that's what we're supposed to be able to do but if we aren't filling ourselves with the word of god and we aren't staying in that that secret place uh, every day and in the presence of god and getting filled with his presence his wisdom his knowledge his understanding being obedient to him amen we we won't be able to come for someone else we should be able to comfort others even though we're going through our own problems shouldn't we so being exposed to sound bible teaching and preaching will automatically will not solve problems but it will guide us into how to solve those problems on a man biblical principles guide us to victory but there are no magic formulas we have to study to show ourselves approved the bible will show us the way but it is up to us to walk in the truth so after overcoming ourselves 
after deep losses and loneliness, there can be unending opportunities for ministry. So I would encourage you to start looking at the adversity that you're walking through in a different light. I would encourage you to begin to understand that God is allowing you to walk through it, but he's with you and he wants to teach you things and he wants to to conform his life in you and he wants you to learn the lessons in the times of troubles so that you will be of help and encouragement to another brother or sister that may be going through it. Christian maturity is a growing process. A sign of maturity is practicing what you hear, becoming a doer of the word. All from three steps forward and two back. Amen. You got to go forward. You can't go back. You don't want to remain a spiritual baby because they're fragile. They're irresponsible. They're milk-drinking infants who lack understanding and strength. Maturity is a process of hearing, practicing, and doing. Amen? As the Holy Spirit dwells in us and lives as a resident, stronger and stronger, he gives us ability and power to cope. He is a helper, not a doer. The doer is you. When irritations come, obey God and carry out his word in dealing with them. Don't revile evil for evil, but practice the word of God. You can have a prescription which will cure you of medicine, but if you don't take it, it'll cure you by taking the medicine, but if you don't take the prescription to the drugstore, get it filled, and then open your mouth and take it, what good will it do you? So if you have the word of God and you don't take it and you don't use it, what good will it do you? Apply the principles of scriptures that you've been taught. Apply them in your circumstances. Look up several verses when you're being tempted about temptation. Jesus has many promises there for you to stand on. Do not live by your feelings and emotions. Live by faith. Live according to the word of God. Apply the Bible truths. Amen. Don't live by feelings and desires. Live by the word of God. Christian growth comes through hardcore, gusty perseverance of applying what you hear and obeying it and thereby learning how to handle those inevitable problems. We should not try to dodge our problems. Instead, we need to gear up to confront our setbacks, walk in them, through them, and come out stronger in Christ. Oh, even John the Baptist said, I must decrease in order for him to increase. And we just don't seem to become more like Jesus without going through some things. So determine in your heart as we close this program today that no individual nor anything can detour you from the calling and the original vision for your ministry God has called you to keep your eyes on God. He is going to get you to the other side. But you have to be proven during the storm. You have to be proven faithful to God. That not only we know you can trust God because he's God. He's going to learn if he can trust you not to waver in your faith. God bless you. We're praying for you. But the greatest announcement of all is to remember 
that Jesus Christ is making intercession for you, his people. So you leaders out there in the kingdom of Jesus Christ, you be strong, you be of good courage, you keep teaching, you keep training, you keep admonishing, you keep obeying God, and he is going to be there not only to deliver you when you need it, but he's going to honor you, he's going to help you in trouble, and you people of God know that you are so important. Jesus has something for you to do in the kingdom of God that is of great value to him. So tell Jesus all about it. He loves you, and we're praying for you. Don't forget to pray for us here in the United States of America. God bless you. We love you, and one day we'll meet in heaven above.